What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Ancient Wisdom, your weekly Pokemon TCG podcast. My name is Corey Rouse. With me, as always, is DJ Keener. DJ, how are you today? I'm one in the dream, Corey. How are you? Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm in a different room this time. I took your advice. Yeah, I moved downstairs. Yeah, you blew my mind whenever you're like, you know, you could just work downstairs, right? I'm like, you know what? I <laughs> feel like I do now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still don't have a phone for work, which when I get that, like you said, I could just run upstairs, which will be ridiculous to see. But other than that, it's much more comfortable down here. So yeah, I've been down working out of my living room for the last three days. Uh, I guess something good came out of, you know, the queso you made at my house the other day. Queso was solid, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this isn't going to be like our world's like, preview because i feel like next week we'll still probably make like what this one will actually like make our final predictions and everything like that but i I figured this week we would kind of get into like a catch-up on the last like month or so of the meta where everything kind of stands at this moment before really drilling down and making predictions next week does that make sense to you drilling down corporate life's really got you going huh yeah you know do you do you want to talk about i i don't i have it in my notes i don't really care to talk about it do you want to talk about the world, the 2024 season announcement? I, I think it's wholly Not uninteresting. Really. Yeah, I feel like. It's I mean, what are what are we gonna say? Like, what's what do our thoughts really matter here? It, but, it is what it is at the end of the day. Exactly. And like, like, I feel like everyone has thoughts about it, and I'm like, I like I care the moment I know it, and then I don't care anymore. Like, and I don't. I'm, gonna, I don't I'm also gonna give you a, a separate point. Like, if. If we are, if we do end up pushing for worlds, let's say we go to enough regionals, and obviously, like it's not going to be hard with a, a six limit for cups and challenges to get your six in, and you know, presumably, if it takes you ten of them to get all that, like you literally do have a year if you played in one a month of some of these, like you'll you'll get there, right? Um, if people aren't qualifying, they've shown in the past that they'll change the points anyway. So if it's too high, like they'll adjust it. So I mean. Us fighting yeah. about whether it's too high or not doesn't matter because if the numbers show that it's too high, they'll lower it. Yeah, I, and I've like I know my my I know, and I think yours is as well. Our, my perspective on this has always been kind of different than most Pokemon players because I come from other games and, and yeah, I, I'm just not used to worlds being an enormous event. So the fact that it is has always I'm like you know what? yeah yeah it should be tougher to qualify. Like I don't that, that was that was a separate point that I was going to make. Like I I know a decent number of games are very different than Pokemon where worlds is a, you know, 16, 20, whatever mm-hmm. player tournament, um, you know, where the equivalent for qualifying in Yu-Gi-Oh is to top four, top six, or, you know, they have a little bit more convoluted yeah. qualification system. Now some point system and stuff too, that a couple players qualify through. But at the end of the day, like it, the answer was top four NAIC is equivalent um for each region right so like top four the ic was basically the qualification plus some japanese players and some other asian territory players like in a lot of ways given that a win qualifies you the system seems very lenient to me still right that's how i feel too like i mean is is it is it tough for the everyday person to qualify probably it's the world championships it should not be easy to like not everyone should get in yeah 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 I, i don't have much else to say about it and like I guess we, we said we weren't going to talk about it and then proceed no, to, to go through it. But like, that's, a, that's enough on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that really sums it up very nicely to me. It's the world championship and whatever qualification system they put forth is what it is. So you, yeah. you make your own decisions about what your goals are. Right. I mean, that's, that is the ultimate at the end of the day. I mean, I, and I like to that, to that end, right. I feel like if your t- goal is tournament to tournament rather than season to season, which I think it is probably a healthier way of looking at things because sure. 
especially if you're a person that is not this is your i mean no one even if you're like one of the pro players like this isn't your livelihood you still have other forms of income um like whether it be coaching or streaming or whatever right, right. Um, your tournament winnings are not what you're living off of no and also neither that's another argument that i feel like people say they should be i don't whatever um yeah if my goal at every event that i go to is to win the event guess what if i if i if i hit my if goal you, hit, you get there world. yeah so, exactly yeah i don't know i i it, it is what it is um yeah, and i think like you know, when you look at a lot of the numbers, it, like, does seem fairly daunting to qualify when you look at all the different top whatevers you need at a regionals, but, like, set your sights a little bit higher and stop counting your top 256 numbers, right? Like, let's let's get a top 32 or a, a top 16 or whatever. Like, yeah. I, I One of his rare good takes, right? Like, I agree. I agree. <laughs> uh, okay, so I know that you pulled, like, we, we haven't really... Like, like talked about our thoughts about the format lately, just because we know we're not playing. And other other than like, I know you played in the league cup or challenge. I don't remember. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We didn't even do the what did we do last week. I actually got to play Pokemon last week. Yeah. So talk about that. Made myself. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I played in a challenge. The smaller challenge. one, right? The fifteen pointer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's challenge. A challenge. Yeah, I played in a challenge. I played Turbo Lost Box. I decided to uh, make the sickest, most linear list possible because I didn't feel like thinking with like text or anything and paying any attention to anything other than getting seven cards in my lost zone turn one and ten on turn two um and i went three one i took drapion out of my deck and intended to put it back in and then didn't before the tournament started promptly got punished by losing a set to mew um but i did like i made some mistakes in the game and if i played boss even instead of uh like i didn't need the drapion i could have won by playing better or by playing boss so Whatever, it's good for uh, second place and twelve points on the resume here. So you know, one fiftieth of the way there. Pump out later if you wanted to for three more yeah. points. There you go for a whole three points. It is funny if you like when you look at the rounded numbers on a lot of the other stuff. It's like just just let me have just call me ten. Still, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, essentially, it counts the same, right? Like, I, I mean, obviously, if you had five of these, I guess you're still looking at an even number, but most of the things have an even point distribution. Like, why are we doing this, man? Well, if there's one thing I know you're going to do, it's five second places, so. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so I, I obviously didn't get to go. I'm kind of bummed I didn't actually, because like, it is what it, like, I don't even necessarily care about the bet, but I haven't, I realized that I was talking last week with Mariah, I was like, when's the last time I've actually gone and played Pokemon in person? And the answer is Nats, and that's yep. crazy. So, yep. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. I'm looking forward to actually like getting back and hopefully getting to one soon. I know, unfortunately, their next one, uh, or that's the challenge, the cup yeah. is actually, I think it's what next Saturday, or the Saturday after. Okay. And uh, that is my brother's bachelor party, so it's just not working out. But uh, I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm used a- to this. I'm used to this level of scheduling conflict. So. Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'll I don't know if I'll go to that or not, but I'm, I'll definitely look into it because you know I mean if we're gonna go to a, a handful of regionals, might as well try to get the world's points. Yeah, and like at the end of the day, like I actually like cups and challenges because yeah. like we don't play in locals as much as we used to, or we're like we did when we first started building the local back up at the store because we wanted to build the community up. But I, like I I just can't get interested enough in locals if there's no stakes, and at least like there's some sort of stakes there. So yeah, it's even if it's like. Even if the stakes matter a lot more to my opponent, that just means they're trying a lot harder. So, like, yeah, which even if I'm not getting enough points, I'd rather play against grinders who actually care about the points. And like, sorry, not sorry that I'm scumming your points. Yeah, no, 100. percent I agree completely. Um, 
So better in the invite, am I right? Oh, I, I mean, I actually <laughs> agree with that. Like every time, like that—that that was something I noticed at NAIC, and I get it. Like we were—I was not at a good table in the last round of mm-hmm. NAIC. Like, but like if you're sitting there, like ask, like no one around me was too bad about it. But a couple tables away from here, people be like, "Come on, man, just concede to me. Like I need this for two fifty-six. It's like, brother, you're five four. Just beat me then. Like. My opponent seemed fairly flustered after I won, and I, in my head, was like, who cares? You weren't day twoing anyway. And then I thought about it later. It's like, oh, I wonder if he actually needed the points. And frankly, if if he said he did, I would have given him the win if he just mentioned it even. But yeah, so I'm it's guessing just, he I did. can't feel bad if you're like, mm-hmm. no, I agree. I agree. I, again, like in general, I feel like earn it. Like I'm not scooping at a, a locals just because there's a solid chance that I'm not going to play enough all year to go to worlds. Like I'm not scooping yeah. at a cupper challenge, but like. I think NAIC is specifically because it's the last event of the year. My exception to the rule there, honestly, because like, yeah, if it comes down to this one, I'll give it to you. Oh, well, that's fair. I mean, if anyone asks me anything else, like, yeah, like a regional or something, hard no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I think that's the one exception there. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, I also don't think anyone's wrong for saying Nabro or in it. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Okay. Well, now that we've talked enough shit for a little bit of time. And not really actually 15 minutes and not really gotten into anything. Um, <clears throat> so did that change? Cause I know you were looking at trainer Hill data for the online events and anything like that. And did, did your experience with playing more or trainer Hill data or anything like that really change where you're looking at the format? I know you said that you came up with. Yeah. It, 11 it, decks. it a little bit. I mean, I think there is like 11 decks that I think are, are real, really. No. Yeah. 11. Um, and I guess I can just go through those, the decks that I think are worth considering. At this I will point. say I tried to do this independently and see if I nailed all 11, so I'm interested to see if we differed on anything. Yeah, so I've got uh, slightly out of order because I added one after the fact, but we've got Arctura, Arctina, Chien Pao decks, uh, Fusion Mew, Gardevoir, Lost Tina, uh, Rapid Strike, Regular Lost Box, Arc Piles, DT Mew, and Single Strike Lugia. Um, so I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't have both Mews on there. Was the only difference I had, and like it was for my last place. So like you could have slotted in Mew in the last place. I had Ting Lu, and even in that, I don't think that's real. But yeah, I didn't include Ting Lu. I, after playing against it again with Lost Box, it's like, bro, this deck can't beat Escape Rope, like. You have to just put two Tinglus in play, and then, like, if they escape rope, so you, and while you have two in play, now you have to find a switch because you don't have energies on two of them. And yeah, three to attack. Like, nah. yeah, I don't think I don't think the reality of what I play against online is real, where they always have three energies on two by turn four, and it's like it doesn't matter. Like, it's just not real. Like the decks, the decks bad. I like, and, but like, like I don't know. Like, do you really think that? It, like, I think I've come around and think if I was going to go to an event this weekend and play Mew, I think it would be DT Mew and just say, you know what, if I lose the Tomb, I lose the Tomb. I don't think Tomb's present enough. Yeah, DT Mew is the the deck I told you. I feel like you're going to be surprised that I say won my spreadsheet. That is, I don't, I'm surprised I won a spreadsheet. I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's better than where it currently stands. Like, no, I think I think it is uh, so underplayed that like just the trainer hill data is probably a little bit skewed right now because it like didn't have a negative win rate against Lost Tina, which is the deck that historically has been. That's been like the one redeeming factor for Lost Tina historically was that it farms Mew and like they yeah, play like Spiritomb they've, now. They've essentially cut Drapion and they yeah, but they all play Spiritomb. So. Yeah, I, I mean I agree. Not playing Drapion makes a big difference because now we're saying like, can we get two knockouts with Giratina? And 
we're at the point where I've seen a lot of people are starting to actually cut their cleansing gloves. They're just saying, yeah, that's what I mean. Forget that actually, RDX. So like, it might, stop. it might be a positive matchup now for me. Yeah. It very well could be. Which um, I mean, we'll get into the Tina hype, but if the Tina hype is real, that definitely helps DTMU in terms of like where I think their current lists are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I like Mew. I think Mew's fairly well positioned. And when I started looking at it and you start breaking down everything, like the amount of if if you presume Lost Tina is a solid matchup for DTMU, um, the amount of share that it's taken away from regular Lost Box, which is like the worst matchup because they're stabilizing faster and can eat your Genesex, it's taken so much meta share away from that deck that like you're not playing that matchup as much either. Yeah, and you've you've still got all your hand disruption and those angles to beat regular lost box so I, I actually like after thinking about it for a little bit like yeah dtmu does seem fairly well positioned yeah um, i wouldn't be surprised at all to see it like make a run i don't know whether i necessarily think it's like the play like yeah winning the spreadsheet type stuff i, I think that like the, as the matchup data would normal normalize a little bit i think that like going from online play to irl play because i do think that that has an impact but as of right now, yeah yeah I agree completely, and it's not like running away with like, oh, that's the deck that I'd play or anything. But like, I, it was a deck that I would definitely be considering if I'm looking at this, and you know, after analyzing the data that I have and kind of tweaking slightly for my thoughts, it does seem like a solid play. Um, I guess my next question would be: so you said that these are the eleven decks that you think are reasonable, yeah, uh, or however you framed. I believe that's how you framed it. Um, how many decks would you actually personally be considering if you were going to Worlds? Like, how many decks? If you had a, if you were packing your bag and you're like, well, I'm trying I, to, I, I, I can't take everything. How, what can I take? Yeah, I, I think, and it's funny because there's definitely enough time for my opinion to change slightly on this. Um, I think there's three decks that I'm considering at this exact moment, and there really should be four, but I just haven't put the reps in. Um, with what the fourth. So the one that I'm going to exclude that I probably wouldn't actually be counting out are Arc Piles. Um, I don't want to play Arc Dura because I feel like uh, people are just more prepared for that archetype. They're ready to counter it. And I don't want to play Arc Tina because I feel like it's just a little bit too linear still, even though I think it's a really well-positioned deck. So I wouldn't want to play it. So I'd like to play Arc Pile with some sort of curveball in it. Um, You know, whether that's Arc Umbreon plus whatever random attacker or Arc Dactyl, whatever crap i don't know but some kind of arc pile is something that i should be considering or like if if i was talking to a world's competitor i'd ask them have they what kind of arc pile have they worked on um because i don't like the the standard arc decks but i think arc is very reasonable but i haven't put the reps in um the three decks that i like actually like are dta for what it's worth yep arc i have it as arcatron because i feel like his piles are always the ones i like the most sure um, Arcatron was in my top three, and I like for a while it was like my that that was what I was going to hit you with when I t- texted you before the chat. Wait until the disgusting pick uh, I hit you with. Yeah, yeah. Depending yeah. on the day, it's it's it would be my top choice to play because I just do think that it positions where it very well. I'll probably hate it, but yeah, it, no, I, I don't disagree. You're very interesting. I don't disagree with any of that. It's just not it, it's not for me with the amount of work that I've put in on the deck, and especially when I look at the amount of work I put in on the other decks. Um, which is why I'm saying like it would be in my top four if I was like. If I had been actively testing after NAIC, I would have started playing Arceus. I probably would yeah. have grinded Arceus for the next two or three weeks, and we'd be here today um, with me having everything else that I I know about Pokemon consistent, except for I've spent the last three weeks playing Arceus also. Um, that being said, it would be out for me, but I do think it's a totally reasonable choice. 
The other three decks that were would be like in serious consideration for me, uh, obviously DTMU on the spreadsheet, and we just talked about how I think there's plenty of things to like about that. Um, and then the other two, when I start looking at which decks are going to be a big percentage of the metagame, so when you start factoring all the RCS decks together, you get to like a 30% metagame share, right? When you start factoring all of the comfy decks together, so Lost Zone plus Lost Tini, you get to another 20, 25% metagame share. And I think Single Strike Lugia is reasonable against all of those. Yeah. Um, it's notably always farmed comfy decks. It's like you're just consistent. You don't really care that much about the stuff they're doing. You know, you have outs to beat all of those. Uh, their Tinas don't play uh, Choice Belt anymore. If they play a power up, it's Cleansing Gloves. So Vigard Lugia doesn't get one shot by Tina ever. Like you're, you're in a fairly good spot. Um, so I like Single Strike Lugia a lot. It's good against the non-Dura RCS variants, just kind of naturally. Like, you have Stonedrinner and Urshi to eat the Arceus's. Uh, Lugia's tanky against all the, the crap that they present. Obviously, Arctura is difficult, but you're playing single-strike Urshi. You have an out. Like, if there are angles to win the matchup, it's not a walk in the park or anything, but you can certainly win it. And then the other one is a deck that I think is really good, but I haven't found a way to, to make it work for me yet. Um, that I've really liked, whether that's like through drawing hands or when I was kind of messing around with stuff uh, before the uh, challenge. I really think that if you can get a really good version of Lost Box with the Sky Seal Stone line in it, so you can, you know, you have the Drapion to clear the Mew gap, which we think Mew is well positioned. You have the Zapdos to eat up some Arceus's. You can do the normal Lost Box stuff in, in your other matchups, even like if you can hit the, the Raikou one shot on a Lugia. You know, you can sway a lot of these matchups that are historically hard, but you are a much clunkier version of Lost Box, so it's just finding the list for that. Um, I don't have a list that I'm ready to, like, endorse and be like, yeah, I think this is the play, but that's a deck that I think somebody who puts the work in could easily win Worlds with. I'm I'm really high on that deck conceptually, even though I don't have the list. That actually, I, I like that, especially because it answers the question I was going to ask you later after we went through our top 11, so I'll come back to that in a little bit. But I, I like that work. We're actually in different places. Um, I think that like Lost Box is like a top three deck for me, mm-hmm. and I, but like because I don't have a list that I like for right now, I w- it wouldn't be under my consideration because like I just I, I don't like where we were at with it just before Nats. I don't think that that's the play at all right now. I think that that you know I don't know if you agree like with how harsh I'm being on it, but I just don't think like the turbo where we were is is, is something you could really bring with. The way that Arceus is rising and the, yeah, that's the, the drop issue. off from Gardevoir. Like, I just don't think that the current setup there is something that we could really bring. I like Single Strike Lugia a lot. Again, I don't know if it's what I would bring. But I think of the things you said, that would be where I'd be leaning the most. Because I also think it's it's generally underappreciated right now. I just don't know if I could put myself through playing back-to-back and nine rounds. Lugia of Lugia, like, at events, because yeah. Yeah, you like that deck far more than I do. I, I generally yeah. do not enjoy the experience, even though I think it's very good. Um, yeah. yeah, so right now, my top three that I would be taking are the Arcatron deck. Um, I can't wait if you just give me three Arceus decks. You just no. Lost Box. Oh, no, Lost Box is out of yours. Well, some version of Lost Box is out of it. I've been playing a lot of Tina the last week, and I think I'm a believer. I would not sign up with it. You have no idea how tempting it was to just disconnect. I know. <laughs> I like so, and I think that that's also probably why I keep going back to the arc piles, right? Is because I, I think uh, two of the three decks that I've liked the most are these two decks that I 
beyond that hate. So <laughs> it's it's very tough for me to be like I'm not just like saying it for the reactor for your reaction or anything. Even though that was very tempting and, part, and made it a little bit better. It's just I and this is absolutely biased for me for my last events. I'm just tired of going into decks into events and saying you know what it's fine. I'll just avoid the Arceus decks. They stink, and then losing two of my first three rounds to them because I didn't respect Arceus. And at least Tina has a good matchup into Arceus. That's stupid and not the right way to logic something, but it's very tough for me to remove that because, like, I'm tired of taking like the matchup lottery and going, well, I won't hit it, and then hit again. Yeah, that's fair. I think my issue is that Arceus is going to be such a big chunk of the meta right now. Yeah, uh, Arceus is for sure going to be a solid chunk of the meta game, which is a reason to respect it. And I think Tina is like a, a fine position deck. I think that the hype has gone too far, though. It's oh, I agree with that. Targeted and like. My my big issue with that is you're not doing anything noteworthy against other Lost Box decks when you're the Tina player. So I think my goal, and this is why I said like I, I'm interested in figuring out like a Zapdos uh, Sky Sealed list of some sort, is that you're like giving up a lot of equity in both the Mirror and against Gardevoir by having much worse Sableye setups in um in Lost Tina than in regular Lost Box. Yeah, and so you're you're only your only benefit against like highly played decks in the format is against Arceus decks. So I guess I would just focus more in bringing regular Lost Box up to like a playable spot against Arceus um, over tunneling on playing Tina. Well, that's fair. And if you could, like, if, if we, like, I, I know that I'm, I'm a big fan of Omnipoke. I, I don't believe you like him nearly as much as I do, but I, I, whenever he does anything with the multi-stone list, he typically revolves to calling it um, uh, the Thanos version because sure. like, it plays the multi-stones. Um, if I could find a Thanos version of that deck, I think that would I would that would immediately vault over uh, Tina to me just because like it's I want something that gives me an edge in the Arceus matchup, yeah. not something that I like not necessarily that I need to hit the two eighty, but like or like like the, I actually I really like the Galarian Zapdos like that 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 kind of idea really intrigues me, so I'm, I'm on board with that. It's just we're it's in a tough place right now because like I feel like the trades can be pretty pretty awkward like and i don't think that going back to kyogre is the answer at all even though i want to because i like I, I love that card but like i don't think that's the answer either so um it just leaves it in a really weird place and then the third deck that i i had on my list was uh i i haven't looked at how your what your meta breakdown is but just given the way we're talking i, I feel like it, i'm gonna like what you're gonna say I, I i think that rapid strike is actually better position than it was at Nats, and it it won the event because if you dodged and weaved and hit the and avoided the wrong matchups you were fine and if I like, I know I, I agree with you that I think Mew is going to be a good play, but if the room doesn't think that and it doesn't come in numbers and it looks like Guardi might be going down and, and play, and even that was a pretty decent matchup if you knew how to play it. Like, I don't know. I feel like you can really like just farm boss box and RCS decks and just kind of like have a really good day if you know how to play the deck. Yeah. I don't think that's unreasonable. I, I don't know where the the stats for this are coming from, like what's causing the matchup to be bad. But the, the data has both the um, Arc Dura, which it did obviously beat in the finals of an AIC, so it can't be, it's not horrendous or anything. But both that and the Arc Pile matchups is unfavored for Rapid Strike. Interesting. Well, I can understand, like, and I, I think even Cyrus said this when she won an AIC, like, the matchup is, there's a path. Like, it's not an easy path because it involves you winning the die roll um, and also being able to. Mm-hmm. Like take them out of Arceus starting on mm-hmm. turn one, or your like first attacking turn, uh, which is obviously not easy. But 
if you're able to do that and kind of put them on the back foot the entire time, like, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know like the statistics to hear how often that happens. And that's probably the difference maker there. Right. But right. It's not like the typical, I'm a, I'm a special energy deck that just completely folds to our dirt. Yeah, like yeah. You have outs. Yeah. You have outs. You're just, you're definitely unfavored and yeah. not heavily either. It's you're, you're a, you're a mild dog, not terrible. Uh, but the art matchup per the stats is bad. It's like 60, 40, it's like 62, 38, really. But I, I don't, the problem with like looking at art pile data is that there's so much variance that like you don't really know exactly what you're looking at when you just yeah. look at art pile. Um, so I have no idea what that means specifically. But that is, not that I played a ton of art, that has not been my experience online. Whenever and I that play. makes that makes more sense to me, honestly. So I'm I'm wondering if that's just you know an aberration with whatever you know they're aggregating is Perseus shit. So oh. tough to say, but. To More your your bigger points, I think the room will be higher on you. Do you? Uh, okay. Than they have been for the last couple weeks, anyway. And I mean, we've seen Fusion Mew also win a bunch of random tournaments, which is also a heinous matchup. So I I think Urshi is fine. Like it's it's decently positioned, but I'm a little bit too scared to play it. And I okay. do think it was like I think it was like an insane play for Anna. I see. I think it's worse position than it was there personally. Okay, well, I, 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 we will see. I like, like if if, if I, yeah, if I, and I'm, if we just even thought he was going to pop off like that, like in terms of appearance amount, then yeah, I would, I would tend to agree, and that's why I would end up. I, if I, if I, if we walked in and that's how I was feeling, I think I would, I would switch the, the arc pile and just, and just go yeah. that way. Yeah, I mean, when I say I think he's going to be more played, I mean, I, I don't think it's been up to like ten percent over the last couple of events, and I bet between the two variants, we hit ten percent at worlds. Okay, that's fair. Um, okay, so like one deck that we have not touched on at all and like it used to be because we just like it was over talked about and it was talked about as the best deck and 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 we knew we weren't playing and so we really didn't talk about it now i, I think it's because it's in a different place I, I this is probably the incorrect way to frame the question but i mean is guardy good like Gardy's i don't, good guardy is, is definitely it? good i don't think guardy is a good play but like it's a good deck um I, is, okay let me rephrase the question because I don't think this was the perception coming into Paldea Evolved. Is Guardi better than it was in Scarlet Violet? Or was that kind of overstated? Yeah, Guardi's better than it was in Scarlet Violet. Having a target on your back does a lot of things to a deck. Um, I, I just can't tell if that's the reason. Like, I know it obviously does, but like... I mean, it the meta share that Guardi took up is a big part of the reason that Urshi was like such a good meta call for sure. NAIC, right? Like, yeah, you know, I think that being weak, like being good against Guardi was the biggest thing for NAIC. Like that was the way you were picking decks for that tournament. And I don't think that's as much the case right now. Um, so maybe maybe Guardi's being underrated, honestly. But I do think Guardi's better than it was in SV base. I don't think Guardi is the best deck, which I think people acted like was a foregone conclusion that it was just obviously going to be the best deck. Like, why are we even kidding ourselves with the mm-hmm. idea that something else is? Um, that was wrong, and I think that that's going to play out the same way at Worlds, but I also think a lot of really good players like playing the deck, so, like, you know, it, it could look... Like, Worlds is still a much smaller event than even, like, most yeah. North American regionals, right? And it's filled with most of the good players. Not most, like, true. mostly the best players in the world are in the tournament. Like, there are some players who just, you know, grinded and qualified, obviously, and, you know, good for them. But like in general, you're looking at players whose whose names you largely know. 
And I think a lot well, of I heard players... someone describe it, especially day two, as um, a seven-round league cup with a high concentration of the best players in the world. Sure. Because it's not it's, it's so much more than regional in terms of, yep. like, what all, all that you have to play, but, like, everyone you're playing is a banger. I just think it's funny because it just looks like the same. Like, it looks like uh, OCIC minus 15 Australian locals. I mean, that's pretty true. Yeah. <laughs> Like the people who go there are just the same people that are qualified for day two of worlds. Yeah, like <laughs> that's that's a funny way to put it, but yeah, when you put it it's, like that. It's literally OCIC minus the randoms. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> um and that's like a that's a hard tournament. I, I everyone like obviously counts that it's an IC, but it's easy to look at that and be like, well yeah, but it had fifteen hundred less players than the other ICs. Like <laughs> Yeah. And what happens in those smaller fields though is like if the Australians have been high on Gardevoir just to keep running with the Oceanic stuff. Tord loves Gardevoir. There's a decent sect of other players that love Gardevoir. You know, players who test with Tord are going to be fairly likely to play Gardevoir. Like, would you be surprised if half of the people with auto day two invites just play Gardevoir anyway, even though it's not like clearly tier zero, like good players think they can leverage it better than other players. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know. I I don't think that it'll be like the like the, the with the play rate at NAIC. Was no, like it's not going to hit that. No, no, no. I I'm, I'm making the point. the The play rate at NAIC was like what, like twenty five percent? Yeah. If it dropped down to like fifteen percent, I would not be surprised. Fifteen is where I have it, and okay. that's actually it's higher than it is online right now. Um, yeah, which is kind of funny. But I think that yeah, obviously that's a big drop off, and obviously the deck was super targeted, which will do that, and. You know, yeah. other decks have emerged that people are like, oh, well, this is a good play into it, which is helping also. Um, but I don't think it's it's not going away. And I mean, it's it's going to it's going to top eight would be my assumption. Like, I don't think we're seeing a form or a tournament where Guardi is like just not present at the top end, because I just think so many of the players who we would look at and be like, well, those are some of the best players, even in Worlds, mm-hmm. are going to play Guardi. They like Guardi. I wouldn't think on that more, but that might be, end up being one of my hot takes for the event is that I don't think it's top eights, but we'll see. I, I'm I'm just real, and, and I'm probably too down on it, obviously, but I just, I really don't like where it's at right now. Yeah. I'll tell you, Tord's tier list has it listed as tier zero still. That's great for Tord. You're going to bet Tord not topping? Uh, this world? Mm, it's just a hard guy to bet against. How do you do it, Nats? Mm, still. I mean, still play Guardi. You know my point. Still. Like I, I don't know. I I, I love Tord. Didn't he have Giratina tier zero last format? Like, yeah, I think at rotation he had Guardian Tina as tier the the top tier. So yeah, yeah, yeah he, he said, definitely lost some credibility. Yeah, obviously. Like, I think if you ask me what uh, like of the top eleven decks, which decks do I think Tord could top with? I'd probably say all eleven. So like that's that's more about Tord than it is about the decks. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that that's sort of my point. Like, I'm, I'm. So I guess of, he could be the one person that tops with it, but like, I'm kind of against betting against the guy who I assume is playing Gardevoir that is also kind of without debate the, the best player in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll you get know, into that so next week. Like, but yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I could talk about this for a while because I, I just, I, I don't know. I think I that, mean, I'm low on the deck. I it's it's the last deck that I would consider playing. Like for me, it is the bottom play of the list. So like, I, I don't oh, think we're yeah, that far true. off from each other when we're, when we're saying this, I just think that when I look at that player, it, it's still fairly high. And I assume that most of the players who play that deck are going to be the really, really good players in the room. It's hard for me to go. It's not topping. 
Okay, so it's not the, it's certainly not the lowest play on your on your board because there's no world where you sign up with Arcterra. Uh this was a not like me personally, like if I'm just objectively looking at the data, I would tell people I wouldn't play Guardi. Would you you do you tell them to play Chain Pal over Guardi? Yeah, that's actually oh, so you want them to have fun and not succeed. That's a really good friend of you. No, I, I actually think that uh the Chi and Pal Palkia deck is pretty good. I don't think it's a good play for Worlds. I actually think it's generally a good, a fine deck, but I, I don't think anyone's going to figure it out in time for next week. I still think it's in such a weird place. My only comment there is that uh, Tina doesn't play Manaphy. That, that certainly helps. That certainly helps. Uh, Tina doesn't play Manaphy. We're looking at, you know, if, if you're able to go fast, you can still, in that version, uh, start Bortle into Greninja on Guardian, set them too far behind. Okay. Uh, regular loss box, less of the metagame. Uh, with Tina taking up so much, you're able to do the, the thing against Tina where you just chunk two of their their homies off the bench. Yeah. Because they're not playing any bench barrier. I, I think that um I think the deck is actually fairly well positioned. Hmm. I just I don't I, I don't know. I, I just think I'm very I wanted to like that deck so much when it came out and I've just ended up disliking it more and more every time I look at it. So I'm I'm probably biased there. Yeah, I mean I think part of this for me is like Guardi's just at the bottom because I think that it's still going to be over. Like everybody knows that matchup too. Everyone's ready yeah. to play against Guardi, and they're yeah. not against some of these other decks. That's fair. Can't argue with that. So okay, so we kind of talked over like I think basically all of the decks that were on our top like ten to eleven decks or so. Um, at least in terms of like an like a broad overview of where of what we think might be okay what we think might mm-hmm. even if it is well positioned or not well positioned or seeing a lot of play what we think are going to be actual good plays um is there anything outside of that, that you think is either being slept on or might actually be worth considering i know you said this is like the 11 in terms like what you think are the are the real plays but like I know that to a large extent we're basing that on like like what was seeing data. Is there something outside of it that you think might be worth considering? I know we've seen a lot of weird pop up over the last month or so, but um, nothing off the top of my head. I don't have anything like crazy. I mean, again, I think the deck on here that like has been super present online that didn't translate at all in paper at NAIC at least is is Chanpa. Um which, like, I, I do think is a, a solid play. I think it's a, a good deck. Um, I think the right move is not focusing on Baxcalibur and just being Shenpop Alkia, personally. I just think that you're too... Like, if you're going to do the evolving stage one setup thing, you should just play Gardevoir. Um, so it was important to find, like, your your difference there, right, and get your angle. But I, I think that that's, like, the weirdest deck that I have at all highly rated, but it is in my, my top 11. Um, yeah, do you have anything? Any oddballs that you're thinking no i really wanted to like um united wings coming out of nats i think Nats yeah. was a window and even then it wasn't even really a window because you had to completely avoid lost box and yes it was underplayed for what was expected but i i just i i like that deck it's a lot of fun yeah. to play. i don't think it's real um, i think the other issues is that we uh, like and when i say we i do mean everybody simplified it and said like you can't beat lost box you can't really beat Teeny either. You can't beat Sableye. No. Like no, no, yeah, you did. And it's everyone like... phrased that poorly, and it's it's like we're at a point where Lost Box and Tina combined is more metagame share than I expected yeah. for Lost Box at NAIC. So it's mm-hmm. it's just like terribly positioned. Yeah, and, and it's not even like well, maybe if you draw hot and they draw like they have to like actually just brick and let you like donk them because mm-hmm. like yeah, no, you just cannot handle a Sableye. It's it's just or like any Giratina that they're able to or not mm-hmm. Giratina any uh. 
Greninja that they're able to kind of like pop off on. Like every like you're never taking two prizes, obviously, unless like they actually put the Giratina in play mm-hmm. in, in that matchup. And they like, no, just don't. Like you don't have yeah, to. Right. Um, so you can close on it because I don't think they have the tools to actually one shot it. But like, you know, that's not that good anyway. No, I agree. Um, I I know the answer to this, but I at least want to acknowledge it because. Again, this is more for seeing your reaction than anything. The Reggie deck's not real, right? No. Come on. I, I saw that. I was like, come on. Don't come ask on. stupid questions. Obviously, it's, that's not real. No, it's so bad. I, like, I mean, good for whoever. That was it's a, cool. An Asian event, I believe. Mm. Uh, that they got tops. Yeah, it was the Asian EN Open where they got uh, top. They got 12th, which, I mean, you know. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's really neat. Good job. No. Yeah, I. Uh, Maridon was also an eighth at that event. Oop. I don't think that's any Oop. sort of real. Um, like, what are you even doing with Maridon at this point? Like, decks are there's so many beefy decks out there, and it's like, are we really going to well, set up? Don't, don't hit my punch beef. my beefy. Uh, are we really going <laughs> to pump up a, a bunch of Reggie Light? Like, no, shut up. No, no, that's what I mean. Like this one, like this one that got eighth was playing like it was playing two Raikou, two Mar- two uh, two Raichu. It was playing the Zero Aura. Which, what does this even do? That's so bad. Um, it's a, so this Zero Aura for one Lightning is uh, 30, plus if the, your opponent's active is an Evolution Pokemon, it does 30 more damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. It's not. Oh. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I, that deck poop. No, uh, wow, that no. was playing four path? That's weird. Uh, anyway, Arc Goo came in third. Do you think Arc Goo is... is... No, Arctura is just better right now. Okay, yeah, I agree, Dave. Um, like Arctura, Artina, and Arc, but like it, it's it's an Arceus deck. They're playable, but it's not one of the best ones. Wait, did I say Arku? Then I misspoke. It was Guzone. Guzone. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just, I just I, I'm not even. It's weird that we're sitting no. that I'm sitting here looking for other decks whenever having like eleven options that I think. Yeah, it's like, a lot of decks. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was a controlled deck. And I, I think all of them except for DTMU will be more than 5% of the field, so... You, which, if you do that math, does not leave much room for other activities. Well, and I'm... Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty low on, like, other in general. Like, 11 is a lot of different decks to be played at a small field tournament. I mean, yeah. there's a chance that there's a control deck that somebody comes out of the woodwork with. Okay. There's a chance that there's some number of United Wings players because they go, well, because of this reason and that reason, I bet people juke off of the Lost Zone decks, and that's totally a, a viable option, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be making that bold of a call, I guess, is where I'm at. I don't think it's unreasonable to shoot your shot and say, like, this is what I believe, or maybe even you don't believe it and just go, well, if it happens, I'm I'm smooth sailing, right? But Yeah. Let me see. It, I'm trying to it see wouldn't be a shot I want to take. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at everything else, and even then it's just like, yeah, there's not much really there that inspires much beyond... So what about know, some of these crazier Arceus decks. Um, you could really interest me. I, like when we say Arc Pile, obviously we're, I think we're both talking about like various Arceus. Um, control isn't the right word. We've had this discussion on here before, but like controlling Arceus archetypes. Yeah. Uh, when we say Arc Pile, we're not talking about like Arc Ray or Arc, uh, I don't know, pick another ridiculous Arceus deck that we've no, seen not, randomly top. As much as I want to say Arc Ray, because man, that deck is a hoot. Uh, Arc Arc Tapu Coco. I've seen, you know, just various arc crap. Yeah, I, I think that honestly, like, I, I, I don't mean to keep shouting him out. 
because it's becoming to the point where he would probably need to get a restraining order. But you have a little bit of a man crush here. I'm not gonna lie. It's not even that I like him, like because he's kind of a weirdo. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that list of that and sending it. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't say who. Um, no, I I just I like the idea of because I liked it beforehand. If like it was something I suggested in our Lugia deck too. I really like something that's very simple with Arceus and Umbreon and then kind of like filling in the gaps where you want to fill in the gaps. Yeah. Yeah. Bossing and attacking is a winning strategy for sure. Yeah. And like, so like, obviously like I miss being the Arceus deck that paths, but it it's only it, path is a little bit worse. This format, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's only okay in the Guardi. It's, and then they play out. It's only mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, I It's not good into Lost Box, which I think could be, a decent chunk of the meta, like Mew yeah, plays yeah. way the, the version of Mew that I think will be successful. So it's like they have what like they're prepared for that as it is. Like I, I don't mind giving that up to be able to like gust theoretically every turn. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the other ancillary attackers are. I've tried the flying P that he tried some. It's okay. It's not amazing, but it, like that's more of a meta game call. The slacking mixed with the spear tomb is interesting, um, mm-hmm. just because it can't hit like the right numbers, but. I, I don't know. I, I I would probably be sitting here over the next like like if we if I had decided this and we were like genuinely testing, I probably would have been grinding that for the last like how like a month or so. And like, could it be Arc Aerodactyl? Could it be? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like I like various Arc Umbreon stuff a lot. When when you're putting it that way, I do like being able to just Arceus and Gust and attack. And you know, a lot of these decks are playing random. Um, not random. I shouldn't say it that way, but a lot of like setup one prizers and things. So. You know, it's better for you to be able to just pick off their engine pieces every turn while you're doing that instead of having to like 180 your way through whatever their setup guy is, like their active guy is. It, you're going to win more easily if you're just crushing these things that uh, are cutting their engine off. The true benefit of looking at all the arc, arc pile decks, by the way, is just the general, what the hell is this doing here every time you click on one? For example, I just clicked on one that was labeled as Arc Umbreon, and it certainly is. This has yep. to be the same one I was about to ask you about. Is it the Ice Rider Cali Rex? Uh-huh. What the, like, what is it doing? <laughs> I don't know. Why are we playing Ice Rider? Why All is right. this in here? I don't Why? know. What What do you want to do with it? But what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Are you, you're going to hit a 280. Like, I guess with the choice being you hit 280, like... Okay. That's not better than just playing Ooh. the slacking. You could, you could just play Tina at that point. Yeah, yeah, you certainly could. That's, that's just Tina, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not crazy. No, it's got forty more health. Is that, is that something? Is that I, I would, I would rather have forty less health and not give up, not discard all my energy and uh, give up another prize. That's weird. That's really, really weird. You mean you don't want another three prizer in your deck? Are you playing Umbreon Remix? Uh, no, I don't actually. Oh. I'm, I'm the that's weird crazy. one here, but. Yeah, I mean, obviously, once you're playing Umbreon, uh, not needing to play a third basic energy type is relevant, so that could have been what they were going for here. Like, you only have to play two types of basic energy to achieve that in this deck. Yeah, like I said, then I would just play Slacking. Yeah, 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 I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I just, I guess that's what they were going for. Not to not to go back to him again, but do you... So that's one thing I actually don't like about the Katron list is that it feels the need to play the water so that you're able to loop out the Luminian. I, I think mm-hmm. that's just a little too cute. I don't know how you feel about that, just because, like... I yeah, like, it, it seems a little bit greedy to me, but I don't know how 
I don't know how much it matters. I guess. I, just, ultimately. I guess you don't need that many basic energy. You're That's sort like, of where I land. Seven feels very light, but I, I mean, guess you like, really don't, don't need that many more. Things. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think that it's really, it's probably enough. Ultimately, um, it feels a little bit light. You could easily just fit another energy in somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Arc Mewtwo found it. Found the debt. What is happening here? Yeah. I don't know why this has turned into what I'm looking at for Arc Piles when we're talking about Arc Piles on the pod, but uh, I found yeah. the Arc Pile with. So I everybody mean, knows Corey is invested in this at this point. He did decide after all of this crap we've talked on Arc for forever to buy Gold Arc V Stars. So I did. He is, he is committed on playing Arceus this time. But listen, Dave, this has. <laughs> just listen to this. This has. Arceus really making me want to just leave. And this is the last one I'm hitting you with, it, but this is a good place to end it. Arceus, Mewtwo V Union, mm. with a 3-2-1 Slowbro line. The two... I don't, I don't even know what the Slowbro does. I know you don't. That's why I'm telling you. The two... Wait, is it the, is it the base, the Pogo one? That's the one of. Cool. The two of has an ability that says, as often as you like during your turn, you may move one damage counter from one of your Pokemon to, to this Pokemon. So it's just slowly healing you when you're playing Radiant Serena. I, I'm i fairly swap, certain... Huh? Damage swap, baby. Yeah, with the Mewtwo. I already played that deck like that. Yeah, that deck already happened. Yeah, that, so um, this has gone off the rails because I've gotten distracted by Arceus, and that's what my brain deserves for getting distracted by Arceus. So, um, yeah, what? that's about it, I think. I think that that kind of catches us up on where the meta is right now. Yeah, I think that's our thoughts. Next week, we'll just go full-on predictions, talk about... Uh what we think is going to do well, who we think is going to do well. You know, we'll see if we want to do any other predicting. We can change our takes a little bit, obviously, with whatever happens in the next seven-ish days. Yeah, when I convince you the Ting Lu is a play. I promise that punching the beefy, or punching with beefy in this case, isn't going to be the play. Dude, have you ever, seriously, just just surround this back real quick. Because you you would have that one in your, your top, whatever, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played against a deck with switch cart with that deck. It feels good. The fear in your heart when you're the Tinglu player and someone just goes switch cart and you're like, wait. Damn. Wait. Can I use can I use this Radiant Alakazam on your turn? It's like, no, that's not how that works. Uh, we well, put it on your bench. Does Gave Jump Jump Bog put damage counters on it again? Nope. Doesn't do that either. I think I'm dead. Yeah, man, you're dead. Mm, right. The only selling point would be getting because we would just sit there and be idiots the entire day telling people not to punch our beefy. Uh, I don't know if that's the most ridiculous thing that was said to us at that tournament. You but know it how hard it was when I played against Stinglu in this challenge to not when I attacked it every time to go and 250 to beefy? I didn't. Did I tell you about the person that I, I played punch it, your beefy. That I played against at that event that decided to turn their hat around backwards because it was serious Yeah. Time? So did. we got hit with a whole mouthful of ridiculous at this event, including the the mouthful of beefy. So I don't. I think we just got demonetized. Not that we were monetized. <laughs> That'll do it for today. We will catch you guys next week on Ancient Wisdom. Thanks, guys.